hello, hello. Welcome to Truthful Thursdays. How y'all feeling today? Today is a great day and God is amazing, right? And we're going to bless his name. We're going to lift him up on high on this day. Thank y'all for tuning in live. Those who will catch the replay, it is still prevalent to you. Today, we'll be speaking on uh, the Family Foundation Fathers, right? And how important fathers are, right? Uh, let's see, because uh, I'm getting kind of some back. That's me. Okay. Uh, let's see. Go ahead. Try it again. Okay. Okay. All right, y'all, we have some technical difficulties. Uh, but before I begin, I want to introduce Uncle P. How you doing today, Unc? How you feeling? I'm good. Over here trying to multitask. <laughs> I see, I see. Listen, uh, this is the man that gave me my start in podcasting. I, um, I started, uh, I met him last year through my brother. And, what happened? Uh, I'm not sure. Let's see again. I'm going to add you back. Uh, I met him last year through my brother. And my brother was like, listen, I got somebody who can, you know, help with getting, you know, you on the air. And he's a podcaster. And I was like, okay. You know, like he was just giving me this whole shebang, this whole rundown. I'm not sure what's going on, y'all. We got some. Yeah, see we're back. We're back. Okay. Uh, you know, the enemy is such a hater. We're going to talk about this today. Yes, I just stay We're going to talk about this. Um, okay. Okay. So, yeah. So, um, I met Unc last year, and he's the one that introduced me to this whole podcasting world. So, I am forever grateful because, you know, we meet people in life who leads us, you know, on the path that God has us on. And a lot of times we don't see it, but, you know, that's that's what it is, you know. And so um, here I am an entire year later and here I am, right? I'm podcasting, I'm blogging, and I started my journey then, right? So I felt that it would just be appropriate to bring him on today because, um, it's been a plenty, a few times in my life within the last year where, man, I'm telling y'all, it was just real rough. And, you know, having that male perspective outside of my brother, but having like that older male perspective definitely changed a lot for me and just in the time of me. Um, so today I'm going to be coming from Genesis chapter one, 26 and 28. And then we'll get into the topic, but I like to always bring biblical aspects to what it is that I'm saying. Uh, so in Genesis chapter 1, 26 and 28, God said, I keep flipping it and I already have it. It's saying, God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful 
and multiply, right? And replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the, over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And so God made man, right? We have mm. all these, these theories of meteoroids and evolution, and we were made from monkeys. And I just talked about this last night. If we were made from monkeys, why don't the monkeys we have today, why aren't they, haven't they evolved into men and women? Because we know? stopped them. Because <laughs> they stopped them. We stopped. It's, it's enough. Y'all ain't saving. <laughs> Y'all ain't trying to drive. Cut it out. <laughs> and you know, at the end of the day, it's just like God said, let us make man in our image, right? Mm -hmm. And so when God made us, you know, um he did a great thing. He did a great work in all of us. And hold on, on y'all. Um, I think I'm back. Can you see me? Okay, y'all yeah, can see me. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> okay. So, all in all, I'm trying. Yeah, please do it for me. Please. I'm trying. So, um, all in all, uh, God said, let's make man in our image. And when He said, let us, right? Like I talked about last night, speaking on um, the body, soul, and spirit. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And so we are made in his image. Fathers, we need you guys. We we need y'all. Like the world is dying because we don't have our covering. The women are unprotected because we don't have our covering. God is the husbandman, right? And so God says that I'll be a father to the fatherless. I'll be a mother to the motherless. I'll be all that you need. But God gave each and every one of us um, if you will, a responsibility. And fathers have a major role that they have to play. And a lot of men don't play that role in what we see have, happening today. We have broken homes. We have, you know, premarital sex where people are creating children out of wedlock and children are born without fathers in the home. And so now the mother has to play the mother and the father role and she has to do this and do all of that. So all in all, it's important. It, it, it truly is, right? So uh, Genesis chapter 2 and 7 says, And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. That's what God did. God did that, right? Nobody else. God did that. And so the simple role of a father right, is to give provision and protection for his family. But fatherhood goes much, much deeper, developing the spiritual, intellectual, emotional, and financial well-being of the child. To do this, dads need to be present in their children's lives. Yet, so many children today around the world are growing up without a father. Right. And I remember what back in the 80s, probably back even as far as the 70s, I wasn't born. But, you know, my brother and I, we talk about things. He talks about when the drugs hit the streets and crack and 
cocaine and meth and all these different things, especially in the black community, right? Uh, we were hit because it was purposely done and designed like that. Um, but we were affected the most. If you look at statistics, the black households are the ones that lack fathers the most. Now, you can still have your dad in your household and still not have your dad in the household because parents can physically be there but not be emotionally available. And so mm-hmm. all in all, it's important, y'all. Like, I don't think people really understand how important fathers are. Like, these babies, they are growing up without fathers. Like, the mothers are there, right? But in that, the mothers have to take on so much that they can't play their role, their God-given role to nurture the child, right? The father is there to give the identity. He is there to to, to love on and, and validate, right? And so even in today, a lot of women, as, as, as narcissistic men say, y'all got daddy issues, as they say, daddy issues, right? But all of us in a sense kind of have daddy issues. You know, if you didn't grow up in a Christian home, and I say Christian home where the fear and the admonition of the Lord dwells, okay, it's almost failure. You know, a lot of people are like, you know, I don't need God. I don't need him. I, I I have everything I need. I have a car, I have a house, I have a job. My bills are paid. My children are well off and graduated from school. I've traveled the world. I've done this. I've done that. Yeah, that's cool. But what about your eternal soul? Where are you eternally going to end up, right? So in in inadvertently, God the Father is our Father, Abba Father. He's everyone's Father. It doesn't matter if you're white, black, Puerto Rican, fat, skinny, speak Spanish, don't speak. It doesn't matter. He loves us all, y'all. He he loves us all. Like, and in this world, we're so divided, and we don't. That's have- how they, but that's how they did it, though. That's how it's set up. Yeah, it's set up like you said something about the um the crack ep- epidemic. You weren't even around during that time. You know what I'm saying? And how it hit our neighborhoods. You know, the black and brown community harder. Yeah, because all they did was replace the fathers with crackheads. Because they locked up all the fathers who couldn't get jobs, found another way to make money, mm-hmm. was providing for their family, got real good at it, locked them up, yeah. and then left left the mothers to do you know a lot of mothers to play dual roles, yeah. and, and a lot of the fathers were in, in those children's lives growing up, mm-hmm. but due to circumstances of life, eating, housing, mm-hmm. clothing. You know, men went out to do what they had to do to make sure that their their household was taken care of. Right. And unfortunately, the downfall of that, excuse me, excuse me, is a lot of us, a lot of us men got locked up, and you know, were literally left, you know, the mothers to fend for themselves. And, and I hate to say weaker men, but like the weaker men to to lead, because all the men, all the real men are in jail. At that point in time, all the real, you know, the ones that didn't take any grab, you know, trash in the house, didn't take any, you know, disrespect, make sure that, you know, kids will stay in line and respect their mother, you know, no matter what the process was, even if they weren't in the same house, right. you still respected your mother and took care of what you had to because, you know, all she had to do was call the phone, pick up the phone, call dad, he right. pop up, somebody yeah. bug you and whoop, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that that's, you know, unfortunately, that's the down part of that demographic mm-hmm. you know 
and it's hard, you know, when it, when you mix religion with it, because when you go through a lot of um, unfortunate situations, it it pulls you apart from your your religion very easily, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it makes you bitter. Because I definitely been guilty of that, you, you know, my misfortunes growing up, and I I, I can tell you right now to be a hundred percent honest with you, you couldn't even have a conversation with me about God because I either leave. Or I ask you nicely, like, y'all don't want to talk about this. Mm-hmm. And if you want to talk about it, I would just say some off-the-wall stuff that will make you leave. You know, because that, that was my gripe, you know, with with God for my situation. Mm-hmm. And, and it took me until my mid-30s to to come to grips, you know, and, and, and sit down with myself and, you know, speak to the, you know, the old heads and really listen, not just listen with my mouth but listen with my ears right and try to understand and not just understand but um have an understanding of the scenario and situations that i you know i unfortunately you know fortunately went through so and how i can turn it around and you know spin something positive out of it instead of riding that very comfortable negative train Mm -hmm. so that's that's how i feel about that john yeah Hey, I, and I'm with you, you know, because, and that's how a lot of people feel in the world. Like, you know, where was God? Where was God when this happened? Where was that? Where, when, 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 where, why, why, what, what, when, right? Oh, how, yeah. why? You know, oh, and those yeah. are valid questions. There's nothing wrong with asking those questions. But even in the word, it tells us Adam and Eve. Okay. So in the beginning, uh, God told them to stay away from the tree of good knowledge, the knowledge of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And uh, Eve ate of the apple and her husband watched her eat of the apple. So then they both fell under the sin of curse, the, the curse of sin. And in them falling under the curse of sin, Adam, it shows that he want, he, he didn't take responsibility. He's even, it's in the word. He even said, it's the woman that you gave me. It's the woman that you gave me. And it's just like, it's almost like, like, hold on, partner. Hold on for a second. Now, God said in the word, he saw man that he was lonely. So he made woman. And and I gave you the power to subdue the land, to, to do everything that I called you to do. So you, as the head, should have been able to correct your wife or not even correct her, but help her in her time of need. And so today we just have so many unaccountable men. It's not just in the African-American community either. It is men all over, men who yes, everybody. Collar, right, blue collar, white collar, in the hood, not in the hood, poor, rich. It doesn't matter. The un, nobody wants to be accountable. And so we live in a narcissistic world where everybody's pointing the finger. But what they say, when you point the finger, how many is pointing back at you? Three. I mean, I don't even think it's that narcissistic anymore. All that got taken away, too. So what do you think it is? It's it's a wild wild west right now because yeah, it's it's, it, because wild. you have, and I'm not trying to be a a hole about it, but you have a lot of women who feel and behave a certain way, and it's not even a fact of not even knowing place. So I'm not even going that way, mm-hmm. but feel that they can be more than what they are. So therefore, by adding an extra persona to their already heavy agenda as being a woman, let alone a, a woman of color, yeah. you know, sometimes it goes over their heads. So once they start coming, because now they have these, you know, 
everybody want you know as a guy everybody wanted the coke figure you know model wife blah 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 you know just that and the third that's not reality we got that you can buy it now it's still not reality because right. you can you can you can shape her anytime any kind of way you want but her mind's still going to be the same her mind. so exactly. th- there's no need putting a uh, a beautiful vase with dead flowers in it that that defeats the purpose right you know and some women have got to the point of I think the level of, of demasculation of men has has a hit an all time high, and to correct them, you're a chauvinist. Mm-hmm. Correct them, you're emasculating, emasculating, whatever the word is, whatever um, that word. You know, so even when we stand, some of us stand our foot, you know, stand our ground and hold our ground with rights. It's we're we're now almost deemed as second class. And, you know, it goes from, you know, we don't need a man to have a baby, you know, to me, which cracks me up because you still need components from a man to make a baby. You do. I mean, that's just facts. That's nature. That's all the way around. That's just what it is. Mm -hmm. If if it's grown in in a test tube, the specimen came from a man in order for you to grow what you need. You dig what I'm saying? So that, that some of that claim to fame has gone too far with women. The same way where um, I was watching a video when some man disrespected a woman and the gentleman got into a fight. You know, they were scrapping. The guys, the men were handling the situation. Here comes the female jumping in the middle of the situation. After these men have put her to the back, we'll take care of it. They were doing what they do. And she ended up getting clocked by by another person because she jumped in the middle of a male situation. Mm. Now she's a victim. Now and then now here goes the narrative we're not protecting the black women or the women. You dig what I'm saying? In some situations you have to learn your position and understand your position. And it's not to make you feel any less of a person. But some things that I can do, you can't do. Exactly. That's how God made it. Right. That's all there is to it. You know, some situations you can handle, I can't. Exactly. And vice versa. You don't see you don't see guys jumping into situations with women or a lot of situations that deal with women. We let we let y'all y'all handle your own situations. Mm -hmm. You know, if it gets out of hand, we know we'll step in. But other than that, you take care of that. But a woman women nowadays seem that they want to overstep overstep the men boundaries mm-hmm. so therefore put, and also putting men in bad predicaments as well of arguing with people and, and, and having words with people and not understanding you know the situation like I say read the room you know we we go to a bar or a restaurant somewhere and someone says something out the way let me handle that real quick I don't need you on my shoulder being a parrot and another thing and another thing I don't need all that because we could have just resolved it in our conversation as men now you're escalating the, the situation to where we might have to come to blows because mm-hmm. you don't know your place at that time. And then if we turn around and tell you to shut up or pipe down or whatever, now, you know, we're not supporting you. Now we're demoralizing you. So, you know, you it's being, we're being put into a situation where um, no one's comfortable. You know, look at the DL and Monique situation. That could have been handled by a phone call. A simple phone call. Not to go out and berate the man's family, whatever. 
secrets or conversations you had, you know, behind the scenes and, and blurred it in front of everybody for likes and views and and clicks. Right. You know, saying that that was unnecessary. But if he had came back with that same energy, every woman in America would be all over his tail right now. You know, I, and I agree with him. Like, I, you know, the way the world is as far as like, it's out of order. It, it, it's COVID. Oh, it's heavily out of order. COVID has not just jumped out of order. But you know what? It's been out of order before COVID because we have the women. I don't want to talk too much about the women because I'm going to talk about them next week. But with, right. with, with the things being out of order, right? So first with, because man refused to keep covenant with God. And they keep sinning and they keep doing what they want to do. It keeps allowing us as individuals be enslaved by the devil. And so a lot of people don't believe that the devil is real, that there is demonic activity there. There is demonic demonic death. You know, you have good and you have evil, period. And when you are not on the side of good, you are on the side of the evil. There is no uh, gray area that that doesn't exist. It's, It's either this. Or is that? And so because things have been out of order for so long, we now live in a compulsive, narcissistic, evil, it's all about me type of world. Heavily. And, and heavily. It's heavy. It's 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 almost like it's choking us on how horrible the world is, right? And and everybody plays a role grandparents great 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 grandparents that mess that was passed down generation to generation nobody wanted to check anything don't talk about what's going on in my house mm, a yep. child stay in a corner a child supposed to be seen not hurt all these all these sayings that we came up to keep our secrets hush hush but all in all all you did was kill the spirit of your children all you yep. did was allow them to grow up and be the same type of adult that you are and then have the audacity to say, why are you like this? How did you end up like this? And it's just like, ma'am, sir. Yeah, there's no accountability to it. Thank you. Again, the accountability. People do not want to take accountability, right? And so, but God is all about accountability, period. He does everything in decency and order. God says there is an angel that is assigned to you that takes note of everything that you do. You will be without an excuse. And so that's why this was so important for me for Family Foundation or just Truthful Thursdays and to bring the biblical aspect of God back into everything that I do, but in everything that the world needs to see. We got to go back to God. Like we're, we're far from him. All our well, that's what they want us to be because when we're that far, like I said, I I am no I'm no angel. I sin on a regular of basis, course. but you <laughs> guarantee you can guarantee that my black behind will be asking for forgiveness as soon as it, if I let the devil get the best of me, and I be I, I listen. I'd have had some rough weeks. <laughs> I'd be like, Lord, look, he pushed me. Oh Lord, he put uh, he got me. He got me. I'm out of it. I'm out of it. I'm out of it. Forgive me. I am sorry. Let me move on. Help me, you know, become stronger. And I feel it. I feel the difference. And, you know, but I hold myself accountable to it. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I knew I, I effed up. So, you know, we're all human. We all have flaws. No one's perfect. But as soon as it, as soon as it happened, I was like, yo, oh, I, I was out of balance. I was out of order. 
get me back. Get me Please. Back. Right. Give me back immediately. Right. Give me back immediately. I've been having nightmares and everything else of, of you know, whatever the scenario was until I started sleeping peacefully as of late. And like, I feel that like he, he, he forgave me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I, now I know, you know, cause I had danced with the devil so much in, you know, my mid twenties, in my late teens yeah. that I know what a dance feels like. Cause I like the dance. I ain't gonna lie to you. I like the groove, but I can't be, I had to come to a realization that I'm not that same person that I once was. Right. I can't respond to things the way I used to. I have a lot more to lose, but on top of that, things don't make too much sense to me. So now I separate myself from them situations. Right. If that's going to be what it's going to be, I'll catch you later. Right. You know, mm-hmm. call it whatever it is. I don't care who says whatever. But let me go ahead and remove myself from the situation where I know at least I did my part. Recognized it, acknowledged it, and got out the door. Right. You dig what I'm saying? So, and with the father situation, it's it's really hard on the fathers nowadays because I talk to a lot of young brothers, and they just have this, you can see this lost mentality that's just like, you know, um, it's almost embarrassing. I'm not going to lie to you. Mm-hmm. You know, to see somebody with three or four kids with the same same shorty, mm-hmm. and the dad can't remember to bring a belt to hold his pants up at work. Can't be on time for work, yet you're the only one working, but you can't make it on time to to make sure you getting the money you need to provide to your family. Mm-hmm. Like it's the men that the men coming up after the generation of my like our, my kids right now, they're very weak. They're very weak. They're very um, entitled, and um, I, f- I feel bad for them because it's once they get grown, grown, they're gonna be lost as hell. To be honest with you, because they they're not emo- they're not even emotionally stable. They're not even emotionally stable. Even the little gangsters that go around shooting and everything, they're not emotionally stable. They they they're not. They're out there copycatting what somebody else is doing. They're out there trying to be somebody that they have never been. They're out there trying to do things that, they, you know, we hustle to survive. It wasn't to be, look cool. They want to hustle to look cool and then live in a big house. Right. You dig know what I'm saying? Then when the boys roll up to your house and, and, and break down your mama's door and she's sitting there, oh my goodness, what's going on? As they go through her fine china and all her wonderful clothes and bags looking for dope. Because your knucklehead behind was out there trying to be something that you're not. Exactly. And and that's the other part. Stop being who you're not. Be yourself. And and these guys are, are they're all confused. And I feel really bad for them. Confused. That they are confused. I like that because that's what guy that's what Babel, the Tower of Babel, the confusion, the confusion. Because God says that the the God of this world has blinded the unbelievers. So Again, like we have to take accountability. The the elders, like they are responsible for the reason why the generations are the way that they are. Period. And people, they don't want to take accountability. Like, yes, you are important. You you rule. Like for an example, I was walking in my neighborhood and I saw some children. They were playing, and the girl she literally had the crowbar up to the little boy's neck. Now they were playing. Exactly, they were yeah. playing. But I, I, and see, I looked and I was like, oh my gosh, that's dangerous. 
but I didn't say anything. Now, what if the next day I heard that that little boy was choked to death and I knew I saw it. I saw that happen. Right, I didn't right. say anything. So we all play a part. What happened to the village? What happened the village to our is gone. community? The community, once they got, once they, like, again, once, once dads and uncles were locked up, the real gentlemen of the household were locked up, that village got soft because big mama got walled down. Cause now young mama's running around trying to find a new daddy. And her standards were just someone who would pay the bills or acknowledge her her beauty or acknowledge her children. And there's no love behind it. Plain and simple. I have no problem. One of the best things I enjoy doing, I'm not gonna lie to you. If I'm at the store and there's a couple of shorties there. And I love watching them scratch with their money. They be all trying to put a little money together. I, I got three dollars. I got four dollars. And I'm like, yo, I'm, you know, I tell the cashier like, how much is that? He's like, yo, like, ten bucks, whatever. And I let them get all the way to the counter, and they be like, ooh, I got eight. He be like, yeah, ten, nineteen. And I just, I just throw my card like, yeah, throw it on my stuff. Put your money back in your pocket. The look these kids get is the same look I remembering when I grew up when older cats would do that if I was in the store. That just bought them uh, uh, a small segment of not everybody's bad. Exactly. You know, we all know stranger danger. That's fine. Be on your toes. Got it. But to show some, you know, humility to, to some youngins, you know what I'm saying? So hopefully in their brain, when they get older, they see another youngin that needs some help. It's going to come like this to them. They're not going to sit here and ponder and do all that stuff. You know, and I don't even stay long. I pay for it. Y'all have a good day. Put your money back in your pocket. Right. Enjoy your enjoy your day. Right. You know, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Whatever. You know, I even had a mom come to the car. Here, take the money. I'm like, nah, man, get the money back to the kids. It's all good. Y'all have a blessed day. Y'all be good. And I'm out. Right. That's a dope feeling. You know, or with even when I'm hiring somebody and they come in and you know they're all scrubbed up and you know not looking presentable, I tell them quick, look, bro, what you gonna do is you're going to go home, put on some nice clothes, come back, see me tomorrow, same time, and we'll have a conversation. I said, because as of right now, this ain't going to work. Right. But I explained to them when they come back, let me tell you something. As soon as you walk through the door, all eyes are on you. Mm-hmm. How you look, how you're walking, how you're slouching, everything. I said, no matter what you, I said, you can be the smartest dude in the world. I said, if you ain't got your stuff together, no one's going to hire you. Yeah. And you don't get mad saying that nobody wants to hire black kids and then you want to go hang out outside. No. You present yourself as how you want to be treated. And that's one of the most important lessons I'm trying to teach my young employees. But the hardest ones are the damn females. I ain't going to hold you. They think that God owes them everything. They they are the woo. Six. I be wanting to, I, listen, I be wanting to put somebody's kid in the water. I ain't hold you. It's because, like I said, it's because everything is, is out of order, Unc. Like, we don't live on the principles of God anymore. The world is in utter chaos. Like the Bible says, we're in the times, like the days of Noah, where people just don't care. They're evil in their heart, and, and they will rob you they will take from you they will talk about you behind your back they will they will do any and everything if it makes them feel better if it if it makes them look good in the eyes of someone else right right but see that's it though you said it right there in the eyes of somebody else because these girls have have daddies 
that are in in the house. Right in talk, the house. Yeah, talk very highly of these of, of these men. Mm-hmm. But when you want to get around your friends and act like a hood booger, because when you leave, you ain't doing that. You are not behaving that way. You might be tough on the phone. You're not tough in that house. You follow the rules and regulation. What's going on in there? So, what what makes you you know? And I've been through the impression stages. I'm sure you have. I'm trying to roll the you know the older kids, and I'm cool. I can hang out nine o five instead of nine o'clock. You know, break yeah. the rules a little bit. You know. Mm-hmm. And but the way that they are right now, they think that it's all entitled to them, and it's just utterly disgusting. And the parents are doing some of the parents are doing more damage than good because they're the ones setting the tone for this jump. Exactly. That's because these households are godless. We're not praying with our children. We're not teaching them the word of God. We're not leading them back to Christ. God is the beginning and the end of everything. People can feel how they want to feel. But you're going to answer to God. You are going, and, and, and parents, let me make this clear, okay? If you have damaged your children, do not expect God to bless you in your life as if you have earned something because who he placed in your hands, you mm. felt them. You failed them. So you are now going to answer to him as to why you failed the very precious thing that he gave you to raise in his name. It's it's hard though, because like we had the foster girl for a minute, right? And no lie, Shorty fit in with us like a glove, like dope individual. Um, we knew she had some baggage, whatever, and you know we're trying to work through her stuff. And literally, the first I want to say up until February, we was good, and then all hell broke loose. That rebellion, that that little bit of rebellion came through, and even though. We corrected it. We, you know, we we sat down. You know, we did what I do diligence. It was just like Shorty just wanted to be what Shorty wanted to be. And unfortunately, and literally, I'm not going to lie to you, I think about her every day because I know how fragile she is. And 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 then I also know how sweet she is. Mm-hmm. And and I, I, I really am scared for her because she wouldn't even, she wouldn't allow herself to be happy. Put it that way. She wouldn't allow herself to be happy. Thinking about think about that part. You know what I'm saying? Where you're at a point where you're so hurt and damaged and things of that nature, you have things a- access to you to help you get through things that you won't allow yourself to be happy that you sabotaged a good thing. That's true. And unfortunately, that's what she did. Yeah, that's true. And she still, even when I check it, I still call her a social worker. I'm like, yo, how's she doing? She's like, yo. She's out of control. Like, and this social worker has has done a lot for her. I mean, a lot for her. Right. And she's like, she's like, yo, P, I'm at the point where she'll be 18 in June. Like, like, you know, and it's and it, it hurts because we did a lot of stuff with the school to get her to graduate on time, you know, get her set up, blah, 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 blah. And again, we knew her situation and we were very aware of the situation, but she just, once she got a taste of that, like a, like a, you know, like a lion, and get a taste of that blood. It was a wrap and it was no, there was no bringing her. The kids couldn't bring her back, put it that way. And, and the kids were upstairs all day, hanging out, all, all three of them chilling and they couldn't even bring her back. Mm. And that, that hurt me more because my kids were hurt. Yeah. 
What's her what's her name? Jayla. Jayla. I'm gonna keep her in prayer. You know, because these children that are in the and that's I promise you, I, I tell people all the time, when I was a child, I remember about nine years old, maybe even younger, I would pray all the time, Lord, please keep me, my brother, and my sister together. We were going through things as young children and our parents were were absent at the time. And I was like, Lord, I don't want us to go into the system. We can't go into the system. Like if we go into the system, I know they're going to have a field day with us. I heard the stories. So even in all of that, even, even in all of that, like God continued to bless us. He continued to protect us, right? Even in the state that we were in, in the, the sinful state that we were in, God always showed up. And that's why I said we have to give our families, our children back to God. You don't hear about baby dedications anymore. You hear about baby showers, though, right? The, the world is out of order. Sex before marriage, no commitment. Then there's children that are born with it. Just, it's just... It's just out of control. So now I'm I'm not a father, right? But this is this from personal experience. (laughs) And overall, I I actually caught this from an article called Turning the Hearts of the Fathers. And uh, it says, how should we father? The best example we have is Father God. When Jesus was baptized, God demonstrated three principles of fatherhood. One, identity. This is my beloved son affirmation with whom I am well pleased and touch the spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And I'm actually going to read the scripture really quickly. And then I have a video to show. Um, it's actually a training school out in Detroit. And there is a African-American man who leads this. It's like, I guess like Taekwondo and like all these different things. I, I don't really know how it works, but, uh, Basically, there was this little boy who didn't have a father. Mm-hmm. And there, those in the community, he had his stepfather, uh, his brother, and like people that he's trained with. And they all stood in the gap for him. And it just, it made me cry, honestly. It brought me to tears because he told, he said, young man, he said, you have support. You have fathers. You have people who are there for you. And right. that's why it's really important, fathers, men, to rise to the occasion, to step up to the plate. Our generation needs you. We don't need y'all out here being sugar daddies and out here trying to get the young girls and out here wanting to be thugs and wanting to get rich quick. And No, we have to stop that. We have to go back to God's ways. We're killing our generation. You know what it is also? I'm sorry, real quick. Mm-hmm. You know that Father's Day is number 24 on the most popular holidays? Oh, wow. No, I didn't know that. So the two, n- number one and number two is Christmas and Mother's Day. Wow. So after Jesus and your mama, we got to wait 22 spots. <laughs> it's not funny, but... It's not, but it's, it's, it's real, like... You know, you have all these little fake holidays in between. Mm-hmm. Think about Father's Day, right? Let's be honest. I always call it a sham. I mean, kids, you know, they'll make your stuff. That's cool. Right, Think right. about Father's Day, right? Yeah. What's, what's, if I say Father's Day gift, what's the first thing coming to your head off the top? Tools. Boom. 
What are tools used for? To make something, to create, to build, right. to fix. To <laughs> fix something around the house. Right. At some point in time. Right. So you can continue on being a dad, right? Right. Where, where, where are the, now when I say Mother's Day, what's the first thing you think of? Flowers yes. and candy and jewelry. And, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So we got tools and ties. Versus flowers, candy, jewelry, and dinner. Right, right. But think about that. That Mm -hmm. as much I can honestly say, not having a good Father's Day really irks me. Not having a good Father's Day really irks me, because it's just as bad as a birthday. Yeah, birthday's a little bit higher, but a Father's Day, you know, I know you, you know. You're not supposed to, you know, get recognition with stuff you're supposed to do, blah, 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 this and that. So why do we have Mother's Day? Why do we I'm have Valentine's Day? I'm with you. I'm with you. So it's we're not supposed to recognize, you know, you know, go get affirmation for what we do on a daily basis. Right. But, you know, the mother is. So that on ourselves, you know, that sets a tone with pops. Mm-hmm. Pops don't like that stuff. That's why dads do... I'm going fishing. Yeah. I'm going out of town for the weekend for Father's Day. That's true. They're not home with the family. They're with other dads complaining about how bad their kids are. Mm. Oh, their situation is. Right, right. You know, everybody deserves a day away. Yeah, absolutely. But think about that. No one puts any emphasis in that at all. Because like my man said one time, I watched the video, the girl was sure he was mad because he's playing PlayStation. Day off, chilling, house clean, everything done. She reading the book. He playing PlayStation. He chilling. And then dude said, she said, and she turned the game off, whatever, got all nasty about it. And he's like, why did you do that? Like, why? Like, you're not paying me no attention. That's what she said. He goes, all I needed was some peace. Witchcraft. Control. Right. Right. Think about this in a house. In a household. In a house. When you go into a living room, I mean, you walk into a house, kitchen is pretty much Mom Dukes, right? Yeah. Couches, who picked the couches out? Mom Dukes. Mom. <laughs> who picks out the color on the wall we got to paint? Right, Mom. The curtains, who got to put them up? We do, but who picks right. them out? She does. Okay. Everything that's in there has her touch and finesse on it, her essence. Mm-hmm. We have maybe one thing. And with that one small box for an hour or 30 minutes, we get ridiculed for having that little bit of peace time when that's the only thing we can actually call our own because some women, not all, don't don't play games. Ladies, we got to change that, y'all. We can't be out here treating the men, treating our fathers and, and those who care. For about them. We can't do it that way. We can't. It's, it's, it, when you think about it, it's, it's, it's messed up. It is. Because when you put the stat, when you start like layering it, it it's trash. Mm-hmm. You know, and we go out and do what I got. We, we go out and do what we have to do to provide and everything else. Mm-hmm. That's what we're supposed to do. We agree to the job. We, we love it. We, we don't love it, love it. But, you know, we make sure everything is whatever. Right. Simple fact out of the year, we get two days and we probably don't even get a gift that equals anything to what we buy on a sorry gift. Period. Yeah. That really does affect, I don't care, a thug, killer, murderer, 
whatever tough guy, if he's taking care of what you got to take care of, that little affirmation of of uh, something as simple as, um, you know, a little fit, you know, a watch or, you know, you know, a hat or just some, some small trinket that's not of the norm. You dig what I'm saying? Oh, Father's Day, I bought you a grill, so I got to build it and cook on it. And cook on it. Thanks. You dig what I'm saying? We are sorry. Listen, it's, oh my goodness. But so you know the, what? So the deck, the deck is hella stacked. So, yeah, we run to the strip clubs. Know why? It's a peace of mind. I know it's bad. I know it's not what we're supposed to do. But nine times out of ten, if you go to a real strip club, them dudes are sitting there having conversation watching sports. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. Now, you got some simps and you got some gentlemen that act out of pocket. Yes, they do. But nine times out of ten, you will catch a group of dudes just sitting there having a beer, shooting the breeze, watching the game. Just It's a space where they can just have convo for themselves and just be themselves for about an hour or so. Everybody thinks dudes are running around throwing all rent money. No, a lot of brothers don't. They just need that little space where we know she's not going to want to go because she might be uncomfortable with the situation. I can meet my brothers. We can have a conversation and we Gucci. And I can go back home, you know, without the lust in heart and like, all right, I had some good conversations with my brothers, whatever. It's a pretty girl, whatever. That wasn't the point. The point was we were, we were building, we were bonding. And it doesn't have to be a strip club. It just be a bar or a restaurant, whatever. You know, it doesn't, you know. But when men get together like that, nine times out of ten, women think we're scheming or something. So the same way you guys need your support from your friends and, and your sisters, we need it from our brothers. And that's true. That is very true. But what about God being the foundation in the home? Like, you know, me personally, I, I and, and, and I say this because and people come up against me all the time when I say this, but <clears throat> we live in a godless world. People think they know of God, but they don't know God, right? And so God's precepts mm-hmm. would keep, God is all about family. He's all about unity. And so when right. the man in the household doesn't have God, then he can't lead his wife to be into and, and, and not even lead her because God requires that the man and the woman be Lead filled together. with the Holy Spirit in order for them to come together in a union. And so if we as individuals don't have God in our life, then we just live our life how we will, how we may, what we do. But God, that's not, listen, that's not what the Bible says. That's not what God right. says. God says that we are to live according to his statutes. We are to live according to his ways, not according to this world. God right. says that if, if the love of the world is in you, the love of the father is not, you know, so. But hold on, though. D, hold on. Hold on. I, I got something for you, though. So I can honestly say with the, the run of a mill and the abundance of false prophets. F- bad, bad leaderships in the church. And things that go on in not all churches, but churches, you know, let's be let's let's keep it 100. You know, I can honestly say even myself, I had a distern, uh, distastement for the churches for a point. And that's after we moved down here because of stuff that was going on. And I had to go to the church out of order and curve 
the pastor and help him get his little flock together. So here I go sending my wife and children because I'm working and I can't be there at that time for church. And you mean to tell me that they're not safe from, from certain things in church? So that makes me take you out of church. So I'm not taking them out of God, though. See, I no, I'm not wait, 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 wait. I'm not taking them out of God. Mm-hmm. I'm taking them out of church. But God you is where God, right? God is wherever we are. Are exactly. I, this is church right now. Exactly. exactly. I put on TV. I put on TD. I put on Pastor YPJ. I got a couple other brothers that I follow. I slap them on on Sunday morning. Put them on forty eight volume and let them pump through the house. So. It's reintroducing that back to the household because there was so much tarnishment done because we're one of the most faithful. We're the most one of the most faithful groups out there. But you know what? I found out. I found out. Who uh, did it? People want to be controlled. Even the children of Israel, when they were being led by Moses, by God, when Moses went up to the mountain, they said they told Aaron, make us gods, make us give us statues and altars. People want to serve man. God said, you don't serve man. You serve me. So this is something I learned because I felt the same way about church. I did. Right. I, I did. I felt, I told people for years, I was out of the ministry for 10 years from 2012 up until I rededicated my life April 3rd of this year. I always said, oh, I ain't going back to church. I'm not going back to church. Them folk is hypocrites. They liars. They this, they that. But God asked me one day, he said, what about me? I am. I don't have anything to do with the church. I am the church. What does living sin free and living according to my word have to do with church? See, evil men on this planet, like they always do, turning uh, filthy lucre for the souls of man. And so right, that's right. why God says you must be connected to me. Because if you're connected to God, You'll be able to leave that church. You'll be able to see. But see, the hard hard part was, though, the way we grew up, if you didn't have a church, you weren't a godly person. Religion. That is religion. So so the new separation of it is where the battle is, because there's a lot more. And and actually, the newer pastors, because even myself, I'm ordained. But the way we way I know how to talk to who I need to talk to. Now I ain't, you know, I'm not drinking crystal, crystal light and everything else all the time. You know, I got a pistol. Yeah, I, you know, I'm outside. But at the same time, you have to learn how to talk to your your congregation. You have to learn how to get to your people. You have to learn to speak their language so they understand and don't feel that they're being spoken down to, but being spoken to as an equal. And a lot of people. Um, once they lost out of the touch of the church and the situation, they kind of kicked it to the curb. Absolutely. Because that, that distrustment went all the way out and they're not even realizing what else they're missing. You dig what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I think a lot more people are slowly coming back actually fastly because right now church attendance, church, you know, participation, uh, religion, a lot more religion thing is a lot higher volume with a lot more positivities. Now you got to throw in people going in there to shoot churches. So now we're back to just as we're getting to where we want to go back to. Now you got people retracted again because now we have devilish people doing devilish things and causing mayhem 
again, to try to separate you from God. And you know what? It, it, you know, as crazy as it sounds, the devil is in the church. You know, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm kind of I'm overly fed up with the church because in these false prophets, these false churches, they have homosexual, you know, homosexuals singing in the choir. They got the pastor that be sleeping with the missionary teaching over. You got the Sunday school teacher creeping with the usher and they not married. You got this and this and going on. God it's is messy. sick of it. He is sick of it. And that's why I've been talking about repentance, because the only way that we are going to see the father is through Jesus. So we got to put down smoking. We got to put down drinking. We got to put really? down horny. Really? We got to really? put down homosexuality. We got to put down pride. We got to put those things down because we will not see the father. It's in the word. God says these, this idolaters pride, this, this, and that unbelief will keep you from heaven. It's mm. all about your eternal soul. That's what people are missing in the churches. They don't talk about where people are going to eternally end up. We just talk about the works of the church. Well, we need y'all for Sunday because we got a yard sale and we need the brothers to come set up the church. And then uh, on Sunday, the motherboard, they're going to cook us a hot meal and we need y'all to give it. Oh, oh, we need y'all to sow a seed of a thousand dollars and believe that the good Lord is going to bless you. Yet and still you curse. Yet and still you lie, you cheat, you scheme. But you the pastor? You the pastor, B. You out here with a whole, you got a rap sheet longer than mine. And God forgives, but dare not sit in a pulpit and yeah, but, speak and speak it, on this holy word. But see, it, that's, a, that's a difference, though. I can own mine; they can't own theirs. Exactly, unaccountability. So it I is, can own mine; they can't hold theirs. You dig? It is. It is a shame at how the world is, and I blame the church. I blame the church because we are supposed to be the salt of the earth. We are supposed to be the light in the world, but we're blending in. Folk playing worldly music in the church and just remix it, talking about, oh, oh, no, it's no, no, it's different. It's always been separate. It should be separate. It should not run together. It should not blend together. We don't need to act like the world to gain the world. That's dumb. That's like somebody, that's like going to Harvard. That's like saying, oh, we need to act like the hood to get the hood into Harvard. No. You need to step up in order right. to get into Harvard. So you right. need to step up in order to gain access to the Father in holiness. Holiness. Yeah, I agree with you on that one, Shoulder. I'm sick of it. I'm, 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 I really am. I'm, I'm fed up because people blame God all the time. Why this and why that? You have a choice. If if He said do this and you go do that like a like a bad child, you, didn't did your father say don't do that? Did your dad not just tell you not to do that? And then you go and do it. What do you do? You reprimand them. Yeah, you reprimand them. You get the consequences. <laughs> but people people don't seem to understand that God is the same. You will be reprimanded. And, and thank God that we he has grace. Because every day that you breathe, you have the opportunity to change. Yeah. Oh, but it's going to come a time. It's going to come a time. Where people, the Bible said the people are going to be thirsting and hungering for somebody to tell them the truth because the world is going to be that demoralized, that sick. And it's going to be too late. And in the day, because God said he's going to judge. Oh, it's going to be a judgment day. And it's going to be two lines. You got 
Jesus sitting on the right hand of the Father, bringing in those well done by good and faithful servant. And then you're going to have the Holy Spirit on the other end. And he's going to be, all right, God, let's talk about it. The angel going to be like, well, here we go. On October, not you know, so play around if you want to, okay? I was like, look, I was young. I was play young. If you Holy Spirit. To. I was okay. young. So I was, I was drinking that jungle juice. It's serious, y'all. We got to get right, right? Um, but yeah, but with the huh? No, no, I say about the fathers is you know, it's it's um, I heard a comedian and he was talking about his daughter going to school, private school, and just for her to fit in with the the people in her school, she called him her uncle. Oh no! And he didn't correct her right then and there because he didn't want to embarrass her. Uh-huh. But he said. Why are you dumbing yourself? What's going on? And she's like, oh, they don't have daddies. This, that, and the third. I feel bad that I have a dad and they don't have a father, so I call you my uncle. Don't take it personal. He goes, no. He goes, you I need to let them let, let them know right. you have a man in your you life. Right. He goes, you don't dumb yourself down for other people. Exactly. Because that's how you follow yourself fall in, in situations. So, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, we're important in the community. We don't just cook on the grill. And move furniture. That's right, y'all. That's right. The men don't just cook on the grill and we stop buying them tools for Father's Day. Think about your fathers, especially if you have your father. A lot of people out here do not have their fathers. Think about your fathers. Think about your uncles. Think about your brothers and your and your cousins, men in your life that God has placed there, that we take advantage of, that we use because they a man, and then we wonder why we don't have a man. How do you treat the men that you already have in your family, right? Listen, if you're going to buy a tool, buy a riding lawnmower for us. Buy something that we can listen. listen. I can put the Bluetooth over there, got a cup holder. <laughs> Let me ride. <laughs> don't give me a screwdriver set. I can go to the dollar store and get that, because that's where you got it from anyway. Right. <laughs> a little plastic hammer. Oh, my no. goodness. Step y'all, step, ladies, ladies want men to step up and be this and that. Ladies, y'all step up. Y'all, y'all make your put some little thought into your gifts. In your gifts, that's right. Love on the men. Love on Dang. them. We want them to do for us. And, we, and I'm gonna talk about this next week about the women. Don't oh, don't think that y'all just slid, okay? Man. But I wanted to talk about the foundation of family. It starts with the man. In the beginning, Adam. Because we were all born in sin and need of Jesus to come and die for us so that we have access to the Father is because Adam, thank you, Adam and Eve, Adam decided Amen. that he wanted to be a coward and allow sin and, and just all he of that. He got punked at the tree. He got punked at the tree. That's what it that's, was. That's it. How? 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 Why? Right? But Trying to make her happy. Trying to make her happy. Right. Yes, dear. Then, but then happy life. And said, it's the woman that you gave me. Come on now. We all grown. We grown. Hey, if you put the wrong guy, if I give you a car and I tell you what kind of gas to put in it, you put the wrong gas in it, guess what? That's your problem. That's your fault. Not mine. That's your fault. But That's I digress. Fault. I digress. Okay, y'all. So I'm going to read this last scripture and then I'm going to play the video. Unfortunately, Instagram, you will not be able to see this. So you'll have to catch it on the replay or you can go to YouTube yourself and see it. But I was speaking about the importance of fathers and what they bring to the to the household. So identity, affirmation, 
and touch, right? It's important. It's important. It's important. It's important, right? And so God the Father is the perfect example. So in Matthew chapter 3, verse 16 through 17, it said, And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straight away out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lightning upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Y'all love on y'all children, okay? We're going to talk about a lot of stuff on Truthful, Truthful Thursday. A lot of y'all provoke y'all children to wrath. Or we're going to talk about it. Because it's not just, uh, you know, we always proclaim. They all, they be like, oh, your daughter, your son is so pretty. Oh, they bad. Oh, they bad. Oh, they bad. That's because you're bad. That's because you're evil. Your children are a reflection of you. If you raise them properly, train a child in the way they should go, they will not depart. We got to do better. God is sick and tired of the broken families. He is tired. Do you know how much repairing he has to do? And he's a long-suffering God. But if we get them while they're young and train them up and love on them the way that we're supposed to, we'll have better adults. We wouldn't have so many mental issues and folks shooting up schools and rape and robbing. We wouldn't because God would be the foundation. He would be the foundation, right? So... I want to show this video, y'all. Give me one second as I pull it up. It may, it brought me to absolute tears when I saw it. And yeah, so uh, it, it's called A Village of Fathers Support Son from the Cave of Adulam in Detroit. Can you see it on the screen? No. Can you see it, Unc? No, I can't see it. Okay, hold on. No worries. Let me do this. <laughs> Why is it not doing it when I need it to? Hold on, yeah. Oh, I know. It's me. I'm not going to blame the person running the show. I wouldn't wouldn't do that out loud. (laughs) No, I have to share the screen, guys. Give me one second. Yeah. All right. Sharing now. Screen is spinning, buffering. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. It's buffering, it's buffering, it's buffering. Thank y'all for tuning in and everybody catching it on the replay. Definitely share and share. Okay, can you see it now? Yeah, I see it. I see it. I can see clearly now the buffering's gone. All right, so it's... He needs to complete his initiation. Uh, because your father through all these different things. Oh, sure. and oh I've seen this one. I've seen this one. Um, well, because he's not here, I want to do something symbolic, special for you. Let me show y'all Instagram. Turn it around. 
didn't have my father either, okay? But yeah, yeah. Because I had God. His word says he would be a father to the fathers. And what he did for me, he supplied men along the journey to help keep me up during my most critical years of my life. And then when I went on my own, Katie, he told me to go back and get my father. So maybe some years before that relationship gets right, but I know he loves you and you should keep praying for him because I love him, I care about him. Maybe when he see this, the move. But as we get, as, as me and I can speak, speak for a man, a young man in your father's age, we put things before our children, the most important things in life, because we're so concerned about what's happening at the moment. So your father may be working a lot of whatever. I did a lot of foolish things when I was a young father. My prayer is that you wouldn't embrace Father, that God have in my life right, right now. now. So, so that when he get, get older, older never, you never know how God can move. When that time comes for you and your father to be together, you'll be stronger. Do you understand? Yes, sir. Good. So what's going to happen? Uh, your stepfather, Wayne, is going to do your push-ups first. And then it'd be me, then Nike, then your brother, your brother uh, uh, Gabriel, and then it'd be Ron, representing as another father. You understand? So all you have to do, so when you get mad when Wayne gets done, all you gotta do is just hop off him and lay on me. When I get done, when I'm working as I can, and then you go to the next one. Really? It wants to buffer, guys. Let's, let's the next right. man to you walk. Do you understand? That, that just means, Katie, you are not alone. You are not alone. Trust me. Trust me. You understand? We'll affirm you. We'll build you up. We'll train you. We'll discipline you. And we're going to be here for you. You just got to know that you got somebody to lean on. Do you understand? Yes, sir. Good. Zeus. Everybody face to the face in front.
Good like you. Keep going. You gotta take my the baton from me, son. Come on. God's gonna equip you. Keep going. Fight. Go, son. Go. See now where your fathers are? Yes, sir. You understand how it works? Yes, sir. All right? Yes, I love you, boy. Congrats, you passed. Give him a hand. I was getting ready to cry, but I was like, girl, stop it. But it's important. It's so important to have fathers, y'all. Like, man, you know, and even when the last person, you know, was getting tired, he said, you got to take the baton from me. God will equip you. Right. And he was able to to press on. He helped him press on it. It's time that we bring our village back. It's time that we bring our community back. Our babies are suffering. Our children are suffering. They're being sex trafficked. They're being murdered in school. They're being killed. They're being just locked up. Everything. We got We got to bring God's principles back. We got to save our families, save our babies, y'all. Right? Yep. So, um, do you have any last words that you wanted to say while I'm over here, you know, trying not to do all this extra why you over there? I try and cry. Tighten up on the gifts for Father's Day. That's it. <laughs> we outside. We're gonna talk we about that. We're gonna start a campaign about that. We should start a campaign for Father's Day because what we're in June. That's on the twentieth, right? Like we're eighteen days 19, away. Nineteen on the nineteenth. Yeah, we we gonna we gonna we gonna start a little campaign, y'all. We gotta do right by our fathers out here, okay? I mean, no I more think tools. I think I think we need equal love. You know, equal love sharing, and it's not even about the gift. It's the thought that counts. It is. It it's is. a thought that counts, but think better sometimes. Because I'm going to tell you like it is. They tired of tools. They tired, tired of screwdrivers, okay? They, they tired of stuff. Right? No, that's it. I can buy my own tie. Give me something different. Give me something different. Y'all, me something y'all think different. about these gifts for y'all fathers and, and <laughs> the men in y'all's lives. Y'all got to do better. All right. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm talking all about it. But no, everybody, you know, thank you for having me. I'm very proud of you. I, I, I you know, we we have our conversations and to see your development of where you were to where you are and what you're becoming, it's heck of dope. Um, I'm very proud of you. You and your brother. Thank you. You know, um, you guys, you know, you get, we all go through bumps on the roads, but you, yeah. you studied, you studied the course and then, then you and you grabbed you finally took control of that thing and yes. and you know took the autopilot off and said I got it, so I I, I I'm very proud of you and and see 
that's the other part about being that 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 father figure or, or don't be afraid to give acclamations to those who are doing well. And even if they're not doing well, you know, it might irk your nerves. You know, you still give them a little pat on the butt. Like, come on, you can do better than that. Right. And the, the gifts to receive, like when I see you, you know, when your lies there, even though I can't watch all of them, I jump in real quick. I'm going to look at her. She didn't even want to put the camera on last time I talked to her. You didn't want to do none of that mess. Now it. look at you. I did it. I did not. I now look it. at you. you. You streaming and got the videos and sharing screens. And yeah. you, you to see you get out of that and, and get to where you are, I'm very proud of you. So thank you. Thank you. Do. Thank you so much. And I appreciate you. God bless you. Uh, God bless the family. Y'all have a, an amazing night. Thank y'all for tuning in to Truthful Thursdays. We will be here every Thursday at 9. We have uh, Health Tip Tuesdays at 10 a.m. We have uh, We the People Wednesdays at 7. And then we have Truthful Thursdays every, um, every Thursday at 9 p.m. God bless everybody. We love y'all, and we'll see y'all next time. Go Celtics, yeah. <laughs>